In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dick Dorks, a discussion podcast. Wait, hold on. Uh, oh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast and the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I am Imperator John, and with me, as always, are my favorite two-legged Titanic war machines. Fucking Jesus. What? Uh, I am, uh, shit, uh, fuck, uh... Fake uh, Latin can- words, fuzzy. <laughs> I'm Decepticon Braden, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Frankly, close enough. For for the folks at home, that was a uh, classes of Titan bit that Fuzzy completely bungled. I didn't. I don't remember anyone besides Imperator. You fuck. Warhound is my favorite one because it looks like a walking dog. You mean- I'm real happy for you. I don't have a dog fixation like the other two people on this show. Excuse me. I don't Look, have a dog Everyone fixation. knows. I just believe that the Primarchs no, he- are dogs. Fair. And I believe in the Sphere Being Alliance, but don't we don't boy. talk about that. No, we don't. We're, no. What's that? No. The Sphere Being Alliance is uh, a organization promoted by Corey, a.k.a. Luke. The introduction of which is, with all of the events occurring, quote-unquote, above and below, there's a lot of, quote-unquote, information, quote-unquote, disinformation, and competing, quote-unquote, agendas that are all competing for fertile places and our, quote-unquote, consciousness to plant their, quote-unquote, seeds. Alright, um, That didn't explain anything. I, I, I might, we need to put a pause in recording while I put a lot of whiskey in this tea. Because if that's where we're going this episode, who boy. I mean, that didn't explain anything to me. That was just a just bunch don't. of words in sequence. Just don't, don't, don't worry about it. Uh, I look forward to the, uh, like, five-minute bonus episode I put out at one point of me reading the whole introduction part on the SphereBeingAlliance.com webpage. Is the Sphere Being Alliance fun. just, like, the ten people who still play Destiny 2 in the 41st Millennium? That's a good bit. Thank you. I like Thank that you. Bit, actually, I'm proud of it. Anyway, let's talk about some fucking Necron history because that's what this episode is actually supposed to be about. Yes. Oh shit. All right. Uh, so I guess uh, kind of two things to lead off with here. Um, due to the fact that you know these are ancient millennia old beings uh these fuckers are the history and so a decent chunk of how this episode will play out will be talking about individual characters within the necron society that said the one particular battle uh john wants to get to is the necron death star which we'll talk about nice in fact, we might lead off with that because, fun fact, the Necron Death Star involves a dynasty that literally never shows up again. Uh, we're starting our history here. Basically, we're going to be jumping around the 41st millennium because most of the Necron shit happens in the 41st millennium. Oh, are we not going to go um, into the Necron tier? Uh, I mean, we already covered that. That is true. We covered it in my There's episode. not really much else to say about that period in history. 
And after they got Catanified into the Necrons, and then they Pokeballed all the Catan and shattered them and started Pokeballing those, we talked about a lot of that last episode. That's true. And we talked about how that old shit played into their current quote-unquote biology. Um, mechanology, whatever. Um, point being, uh, the only thing of particular note is some tomb worlds did start waking up as far back as the Great Crusade. Oh, wow. I really want to emphasize started. As we discussed, uh, waking up takes a long time. Like, yeah. a long time. Yeah. <clears throat> a very, very, very long time. Like ten millennia. Yeah. The Necron are not morning uh, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, after after you've been asleep for that long, you gotta stretch, get all get all the kinks out of your biomechanical soul skeleton. You know. All that jazz. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's uh. I guess let's go ahead and just go into the world engine because I kind of want to put all of the the dank memers at the back kind of side um, <laughs> okay so the world engine for your for those of you out there really having a hard on for your dates um let me just uh throw some shit out there for you um the silent king came back from his trek at uh okay real quick the dating system for those of you who haven't caught it yet the it's number like 744.m41 that means the 41st millennium the uh 744th year so 40,744 just so you know if we haven't explained that yet fucking my bad <laughs> anyway contextualizing it Cesarek comes back in 744m41 uh that's also, by that point, most people have finished stretching. The, uh, war of the fucking thingy shit, uh, the assault of the war engine, excuse me, starts at 912 and ends at 926. John, Correct. take us away. Uh, so, the tomb world of Borsis mm -hmm. was in the midst of waking up, and it's Necron Lord head Necron Lord Overlord, I'm not sure how the cast structure works, but he gets replaced real, real game of game of pauldron style replacement nice and the re the new Necron Lord was a, uh, how do we say this, asshole and wanted to expand no. uh, so the world engine is Borsus itself mm -hmm. that moves. You know, like the Death Star does. Interesting. Uh, they appear in a subsector. God knows there's so many of them. And they start Death Starring agricultural worlds. Mm -hmm. Using Gauss weapons. But big Gauss weapons. I was about to say you know, a big one. Yeah. The largest ones ever seen. Mm. About the size of a Death Star. 
and it's even green. <gasps> Excellent. I also see in this artist rendition, it's just a, a spear with a, a skull. A big old Necron face. Yeah, it's yeah. got a big old <laughs> skull face on it, which is the peak aesthetic. It's true. So, when, when this kind of shit goes down, you do what you always do. Call the Space Marines. So, a whole sector fleet, which is a lot, and then 15 Space Marine chapters also send ships. It's a lot. Yeah. The problem with this is a piece of technology we haven't really talked about. Uh, void shields, which are shields you use in the void. They're basically layers of shielding mm -hmm. that you... There's no way to get through it. We've talked about them briefly before in regards to Horus turning them off in order to let yeah. to say come at me brah to or more accurately come at me da to <laughs> his papa da and bra and mortals. And but papa. the thing with void shields is you can't take them down. Mm -hmm. You have to overload them. Oh. You basically have to hit them so hard that the battery's like eh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and the Necron equivalent, because their technology is so powerful that no amount of anything they have can do anything. Interesting. It the also blocks teleporter attempts. Oh, that's good. Uh, I don't know if the Necron version for this is called quantum shielding, but I'd like to think that all of their shields are quantum. Multidimensional quantum shielding. <laughs> you betcha. Multi-dimensional shield labyrinth. Yes. Fucking. I was about to say multi-dimensional tesseract shielding. <laughs> Kids, everything about Necron is multi-dimensional science gobbled and tesseract. Science Look, gobbledygook. Quantum is the number one word to sell anything. So what yeah. I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a package of Chessex D6s. Mm -hmm. Quantum I'm going to D6s. sell them. I'm going to sell them as quantum dice. Yes. But you're also going to sell them with a cup, and they're only quantum as long as you're not looking at them. Yes. <laughs> Science joke okay, for those so, of you out there. So how do how do you beat something that's in theory, unbeatable. A giant uh, ball of hate fucking? Well, Brayden, you've seen Rogue One, haven't you? That. No, I haven't, actually. Okay, so, uh, spoilers for Rogue One. Brayden, you're not exempt from this, but fast forward about 15 seconds. They ram the fucker. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Specifically, so, uh, a specific group rams the fucker. I really want to. Is real it quick, the white scars? No. Damn. I want to. Shockingly. I want to give my shout out to a fucking a chapter with the fucking cojones, man. The astral fucking knights. The astral knights are some motherfuckers who, when they decided we're going out, they decided to go the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Because fun fact about the Astral Knights, they didn't just ram the fucker. They rammed the fucker with their fucking temple ship. Oh. And every last Astral Knight they had died. Uh, 
So a thing about Space Marines is they are either based on planets or on giant warships. They use their base ship. Mm -hmm. The Tempestus. Oh. And uh, it landed much like Kalth, but everything was intact. Uh Uh-huh. And they basically had... There's two versions of the story. Uh, In one, like six people live. In one, most of the Marines live. Rad. But they basically blow up the either the command tomb or the generator. <laughs> the command tomb. Not the not the command center. Yep. The command tomb. Uh, in the second version, they blow up the generator, which releases the the hated board game Settlers of Catan. Nice. Who kills the the evil overlord Tut Guevara. Mm-hmm. Out of existence. Which um, I- which chapter is the Astronauts a successor from? Probably Ultramarines. Uh, let me check fists. Oh. Oh, shit. Okay, that's why they're manly. Yeah, it's because they're successors of the Imperial Fists. And also because... Fists chapters come in two flavors for some reason. Knights. Flavor one... Well, Brayden, you ruined it. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, f- flavor two is knights, flavor one is yellow fuckers and regular shit. <laughs> Were the Astro Knights in yellow? The- no, they're the knight kind. Gray? They are, they've got, they've yeah, they're gray and blue. That's what I thought. They have tabards and cloaks on top oh, so of their power armor. <laughs> they're rip-off Black Templar. They're Black Templars, but manlier. Excellent. And Whoa. And also less insane, or arguably more insane, because damn, bruh. They, yeah. Okay, so, after they do this, the shields are down. Yeah. You attack. Yes. The shields protect when now they're down, so you attack. Yeah, you... <laughs> they fight, uh, also, they fight for over a hundred hours. Jeez. Good thing, good thing for, Marines don't need to sleep. Yeah, they fight... For several days of time, straight, murderizing anything that isn't a human in front of them, mm-hmm. and they then, you know, blow the fuck out of the shields. Yeah. So, the Ultramarines tow the wreck of the Tempestus down to the uh, world safe hold that is where they made their last stand, uh-huh. and they raise an Imperial Shrine inside the wreck... For each of the 772 astral knights who fought and died. Every one of them got a statue. And then, the shrine is personally guarded by volunteers from each of the other 14 Space Marine chapters. Despite the fact that the planet only has, like, fucking six people on it. It's the North Dakota of planets. Oh, yo, that's pretty lit. No one really even knows what the specialty of the Astral Knights was, but of course, the internet likes to theorize it was going out with a fucking bang. Yeah, so they're I have to so imagine all of the it was Astral- having the largest nutsack. Oh yeah, probably. So all the Astral Knights are Fabius gone after didn't this. Even need to fuck with it. Like they're dead yep, after no this. Damn. Yep. Yeah, they're they're dead as fuck. Damn. It's the same thing as what was that um Legion that got completely wiped out to the last man that we talked about. Oh yeah. The, the Imperial, Imperial Fist. Fist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like something tells me shitty luck is in the gene <laughs> like predecessor like successor 
Lamenters, is that you? God, that's a I, bit for another time. Okay, I was about to say, oh no. I will say, I do have a one of my favorite headcanons is that the Astral Knights are at least make up in part some of the Legion of the Damned. <laughs> because I uh, love me <clears throat> some Ghost Marines. Ghost. So I have I have one other thing that I want to talk uh -huh. about. Real quick, real Hit quick, me. I promise. 799.m41 The unexpected end of Wog Ed Crumpa. Oh, wait. Head crumper. I'm, but Ed Crumpa. Oh, Ed Crumpa. So okay. big, big, big mech Ed Crumpa leads his wad to the newly awakened tomb world of Saranus. Mm -hmm. The Necrons are not winning because there's a lot of orcs, as you do. Wow. Also, they're and, very sleepy still. And the Necron Lord says, "Hey, I will give you several dozen Doomsday cannons if you leave us alone." Mm -hmm. And then in celebration, Ed Crumpa did the uh, crump. So Ed Crumpa takes them and leaves. Reminder, uh, Doomsday Cannons are ghost arcs, but instead of carrying Necrons, it carries one big fuck you gun. So three months later, uh, Ed Crumpa can't, can't resist his own genome and pokes around the Doomsday Cannons. And decides know, to use them on a planet called Eden Prime, which, hey, Commander <laughs> Shepard, what are you doing here? Commander Shepard. Uh, one breach containment core later, and the entire planet is erased from existence. I'll be back, okay? <laughs> well, well, Eden Prime and Ed Crumpa and his entire WA just fucking vanished. Because. The he uh he tried to fuck with ancient Necron technology, and something tells me Doomsday cannons probably have a son. In them. You can't be dancing such a free flowing dance like the Crump and use Necron technology at the same time. Exactly. I think he basically found the the real way to craft a multi dimensional tesseract labyrinth. Or 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 uh Necron technology is powered by. Uh, putting a portable hole in a bag of holding. Or you power it by dancing. <laughs> or Dance. Necron technology is powered by disbelief. That's true. Shit. And thus, and thus when the WAP touched the anti-matter anti explosion. We, Fuck. We figured it out. We, we, we cracked that. the code. This is the last episode of Grimdarks to crack the code. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all we needed. Um... <laughs> anyway. Alright, Fuzzy. Hit us with our first character. Uh, well, we already know the Silent King, so fuck him. Yeah. Uh, ooh, do we want to go... I'll keep those two for last. Ooh. Imhotek and Trazen can go at the end, because they're the dankest. Um. Excellent. We're going to start talking about some characters now. Uh, and... Yeah, fuck it. Uh, let's start with not overlords. Mm. Uh, so, as mentioned before, uh, there are two... We mentioned this in the uh, last episode when we talked about how there are two named cryptex in uh, 40k. Yes. Number one, Orican the Diviner. Yes. Orican the Diviner is exactly what he sounds like. 
he is the old guy who sees into the future and everyone basically trusts him and takes him at his word because he's a chronomancer or excuse me an astromancer except he's not just an astromancer he's also a chronomancer so what happens is Orican makes a prediction about the future he then gets to that point in the future normally and you know let's say uh fucking Imotech is gonna trip on a banana in five minutes five minutes pass Imotech walks through the hall there is no banana to trip on so Orican goes back in time and puts a banana in the hallway and then goes forward in time or and then just kind of vanishes goes back forward in time whatever the fuck n never really explained how uh travel time travel for necrons works as if if it's one of those like you go back in time and possess yourself you go back in time and replace yourself there are multiple copies of you because you went back in time to a point where you already exist etc problems um never explained point being uh he goes back in time and finagles events in order to make sure his predictions come true because he decided to go about the stupidest way of making sure your predictions come true you know like a shithead like a shithead an incredibly intelligent shithead but a shithead nonetheless and one who at least at some point manages to not create a temporal paradox so bad he fucks another hole in the universe. Good job, Orican. Good job. Proud of you. Uh, another just casual thing to mention about Orican. Somehow he also is secretly Cthulhu because he has an ability in game called The Stars Are Right. Which, yeah, I'm looking at this right now, and fuck me. <laughs> what uh, does it do? To make to make a long story short, so game, for those of you who don't know, games of Warhammer usually last about six rounds. The stars are right. If you roll a six-sided die and you roll equal to, or less to the current round number, Orican becomes Orican empowered. And he basically takes on the stat line where he becomes equivalent to, oh, I don't know, an Awakened Catan Shard. Nice. Which I remind you, is a fragment of a god. So when Orican decides the stars are right, um, he better lube up real good, because he's about to shove his weird, freaky Necron staff in places it does not belong. A staff that is called the Staff of Tomorrow, which I think is pretty perfect. cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, that's Orican. He he shows up pretty often in lore, usually behind someone bigger and cooler. Nice. That's his shtick, basically. Oh, he's second hand man. I uh, more like third hand, but yeah. No. <clears throat> he's also a free agent who works for multiple dynasties. Interesting. The other Cryptek, also a free agent who works for other dynasties, and as I mentioned before, is one of the few characters in 40k I will call legitimately evil. 
Guy Fieri. Illuminor Cesar yes, Guy Fieri. Illuminor Cesaris is a cryptech lord who is actually the guy who developed the process for biotransference. Oh, damn. Biotransference being the thing that made Necron tier into Necrons. Yeah. He did this because he's obsessed. He wants to know what makes life work. Like, down to the minutia. Uh, I'd compare him actually really closely to a lich. Okay, yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. But a lich that is very much a necromancer and very much uh, fascinated by the science of it. To the point where um, one of his favorite things to do is dissecting creatures at the molecular level. Uh, fun fact, he doesn't dissect them, uh, because dissection implies death. He vivisects. Oh. In fact, that's 90% of his fee. To get Illuminor Cesaris to work with you, you essentially promise him captives. In Ew. particular... He really likes when he's provided Eldar captor captives, specifically because um, they usually last longer. They're also put in a special uh, chronomancy stasis where they're slowed way down, which keeps them from dying instantly by being fucking shredded open by a crazy Necron man who was so much given up on any concept of being like his previous form, he has four spider legs and four arms. Because All the better to dissect you with. with. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do want to explain, uh, I called him Guy Fieri before I knew his name because in my head immediately... Uh, popped in my head was Dynasty's Drive-Ins and Dives. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. So, if you're out there, Grimdork's audience, and you have a Necron Overlord just laying around, they haven't painted yet, or a Catacomb Command Barge, or you want a Kit Bash, just paint Guy some fucking flames on Catacomb it. Command. Please, I beg. Give me... Give me a Necron list of 2,000 points at his Dynasty's Drive-Ins and Dives, please. This is the official, the first official Grimdorks contest. First person to make that list will get their name set on the show. And probably just a kiss on the mouth. Just putting that out there. You, you deserve it if you sin that badly. No tongue, though. You don't speak for, you don't speak for me, boy. <laughs> I do no, on Dynasty Drivers and Dives. Yeah, welcome to fucking Christ. Welcome to my new spinoff podcast, Dynasty Drivers and Dives. Just imagine a Necron Overlord going from like fucking place to place, uh, trying chicken wings. Imagine Except he can't eat them because he has no mouth and he must scream. Imagine a Necron Overlord this. with frosted tips. That's where I. That's where I got stuck because they don't have hair, but also reel into it. You could just make spikes that are blonde. <laughs> yeah, metal spikes. Uh, all right. Woo. Sorry to derail. 
Nah, that's about par for the course. And so, um, next guy. Let's move on to the overlords. Number one, on uh, fuck, Anrakir the Traveler. Uh, I wonder oh, what okay. he does. Uh, he, he these boots were made for walking, walking, and that's just what they'll do. Uh, basically, this guy. He was the overlord of a planet called Pyria, uh, which must have had some very costly victories upon it. That's a good one. So he wakes up and he looks around and says, Uh, we don't really have a government structure anymore. Uh, also, people have mostly forgotten about us, and our culture is dying. Hey, what about fuck this? Uh, I said a fuck hey this you. shit, I'm out. Fuck yeah, basically. This shit, I'm hey out. you. Y y yeah? Mm -hmm. Take this, and he tosses his scepter of uh, being an overlord and says, Bye! Uh, takes a bunch of dudes and leaves. Oh, nice. Um,. Anrakir then basically becomes Necron Gandalf and starts traveling around and helping other dynasties. Um, now, if he... There are a couple of notable things about him. First of all, uh, he actually has a code of honor. He, he doesn't just murderize the organics. He actually is willing to, like... Give mercy, spare defeated enemies, honorable terms for surrender, even compassion at times. Um, the example I see is uh, he was working with previously mentioned Cesaris, who we all know what he would have done to this I Imperial Guard platoon. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the colonel spit on him. And it was like, we're gonna win anyway, and they're gonna send more forces. And the Traveler, instead of handing him over, killed him on the spot! Which would have, you know, instead of, you know, leading him to be vivisected atom by atom, he instead, uh, basically fucked over Cesaris, kept him from being a guinea pig, and also gave Cesaris a fucking middle finger for using Deathmark snipers without his permission. Damn. Fuck that guy. I love your um, spunk. Yeah. A lot of guys, a lot of other Necrons are kind of unsure what to think of Anrakir. Some of them are like, hey, he's a pretty cool guy with a code of honor and I appreciate him. And others are like, that fucker abandoned his post, how dare he, he's a traitor and a bastard. Uh, because, you know, Necrons have personalities now. Also, he does require payment for helping your dudes out. Most of that payment being, I need more troops so I can help the next dude. Mm -hmm. uh, which I would consider a fairly fair. fair. Yeah, but... Because eh. he's also a very good tactician. Uh, also, at one point, he formed an alliance with Dante, the chapter master of the Blood Angels. Wait, Dante. <laughs> also, the Blood Angels chapter master is named Dante. He wears a of golden mask would be. from the Devil May Cry series. He wears a golden Continue, mask. Continue, John. Of course, why not? Why wouldn't he? Yeah. It scares people. Uh, it spooks people real bad. He, I, I think he looks pretty cool, uh, personally. 
Uh, Tyler, but yeah. look him up. Uh, also, Anrakyu is technopathic. He can he can literally like control other people's shit. At one point, he even uh, mind controlled a Lehman Russ battle tank. Oh wow! Yeah. And yeah, Dante <laughs> does look uh, pretty rad. Yeah. Right. Then again, he also basically just looks like a fucking Stormforged Eternal. <laughs> uh, for those of you who know Dick about Warhammer Fantasy Battle, I wonder what Warhammer Fantasy Battle ripped off when they fucking did that redesign. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? Anyway, there's a reason they're called Sigmarines. Anyway, uh, as cool as Onrik here is... I think there's a cooler guy. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker named Nemesor Zondrek. AKA cool. that old crew coot or Creed Cron. Creed Cron. Uh, Nemesor is very old. Like, he was old by Necron standards before he got meddled. Then he got meddled. And he still was old as fuck. Mm hmm And also kind of insane. When I say kind of, I mean something happened in Biotransference, and that poor boy doesn't know he's not still fighting the war in heaven. Oh, really? Jeez. Actually, beyond that, he doesn't know he's not fighting on the Necrontier homeworld anymore. He thinks he's fighting other Necron all the time. Oh. Not only that, he doesn't think he's a Necron. He thinks he's a Necrontier. He holds dinner every night. These How? These people, these damn robot people, you've done it. You've really done it, Dad. Dad. Just calm down, Dad. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Planet of the um, Robot Apes. Yeah. Yes. So, he is full-blown insane. Yeah. But because of that, he's also the coolest dude. Because he thinks everyone is a Necron, or a necron -tier, excuse me, uh, he fights honorably always, because he wants to lead an example. He takes prisoners, he treats them very well, he feeds them, he makes sure they're clothed very nicely, um, he gives every kindness. In fact, fucking, at the end of the day, if you can get captured by Zondrek, you should! It's pretty nice! <laughs> A decent he way. Doesn't, yeah, he doesn't take, he doesn't take slaves, he is nothing but nice mostly because he's insane and thinks you're a necron tier he's but he's hey, don quixote a little bit a little bit yeah the thing though being the rest of his dudes aren't insane he's the only one he just happens to be a very powerful very charismatic <laughs> and very smart commander so no one can take him out but also if you are one of those prisoners, uh, you should still watch your back, because there's like a three-in-one chance that 
any of his court will just get tired of you and kill you in your sleep. And then someone will just blame it on, you know, they tried to escape. No. Uh... Yeah. It's also cool that, uh, he's got a kind of a partner in crime, and by that I mean his central bodyguard, Vargard Oberon. Oh. <laughs> which is just Vanguard with some letters changed. Yeah. That's the 40k uh, way. Yes. He's one of the main guy who, uh, you know, makes sure prisoners are killed whilst trying to escape. Um... A few of them, including a, a very notable uh, Eldar sniper, and uh, also the, uh, well, captain of the White Scar's third company, and master of the hunt. Uh, Vargard Oberon is the motherfucker who took both of them out. Or at least tried to. Oh, wow. Yeah. He is a motherfucker. Uh... He's got a big old glaive, uh, the ability to teleport to his master's side. He's smart as fuck and makes sure none of anyone else in uh, Zondrek's court is trying to take over. Usually by beating the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He also attempts to slap Zondrek awake and like, Buddy, you're a robot now! And Zondrek doesn't... Understand. It. Yeah. Um, so Oberon just does his best and follows the order. He's the and nurse following the, yeah. the retired old man. Little bit. A um, lot of bit. A lot of bit. Uh, Zondrek's a pretty cool dude, in my opinion. And I appreciate him a lot. He's a cool character. Uh, also, he... When I say he was basically Creed, he used to have an ability that basically let him do the same thing Creed used to do. <laughs> and deep strike people just like that. Cool. Uh, Boom. To the point, his rule was essentially, oh, I see you're bringing in fellas from space and or the shadows and or underground and or an asteroid and or a drop pod. I will raise you this monolith I hid behind a bush. And all of a sudden, whoop! A monolith would fucking appear from behind a bush. Mm. Uh, because that's how he rolled. Ah, uh, yes, the good old you know. practice of hiding giant machines of war behind bushes. Yep. I love 40k. Yep. Uh, also, fun fact, someone uh, kitbashed a Necron overlord to look like Creed at one point. Nice. And used it by basically putting Creed's cape on him. It looks pretty neat. Um, anyway. Alright, um... John, Imhotech or Trazen? Let's save Trazen for last. I agree. Uh, <laughs> so... Imhotech the Stormlord is, for all intents and purposes the protagonist of Necrons. Uh, he's gotten perhaps the most coverage compared to any of his uh, what's it called? Peers? Pretty much 
he's gotten the most screen time. He is the motherfucker who gets shit done. He wants to expand. He wants to make sure Necron rule the fucking galaxy. And he's also probably the best commander they have. Sure, Creed and Zondrek may be able to hide Machines of War behind a bush, but this motherfucker might actually be able to beat Creed in chess. And that's fucking saying something. There's being able nice. to hide the war machine behind a bush. And then there's being able to use the war machine. Exactly. Uh, he also, if such a time were to occur where... Uh, the Night Lord dies would probably actually be the next in line to become the next Night Lord. Uh, which is saying something. Uh, he's leader of the Sautek Dynasty, which is the biggest one. Uh, and also runs into the problem of Cinch level planning. Where, uh, <laughs> Except the opposite of Siege level planning. So, not planning. Well, no. He plans, and he plans very well and very far ahead. The trouble is, he plans rigidly. And if... Well... Tell me, Brayden, what uh, group is perhaps the most chaotic uh, in terms of their choices in 40k? Hmm... I don't know. Chaos? Uh, excuse me. Crazy and unpredictable. Oh. Fuck. Um, there's a orcs. There's a lot of running for this one. Orcs. 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 Uh, while Emotech may try to plan for everything, orcs don't plan for shit, and they aren't logical, so he just fucking... Fucks, they fuck everything up. Mm -hmm. And this causes Imhotek to pull his metaphorical hair out, and also makes him want to make sure that every last spore of orcdom is eradicated from the galaxy. Because he's done with this shit. <laughs> he's very tired and very angry. Can't predict the <laughs> war. Yeah. He's also incredibly prideful, um, which makes it when every anyone beats him or gets close, he gets angry and occasionally stupid. Um, also, he is very bad at close combat, ironically, but he thinks he's hot shit and will thus get his ass handed to him. Uh, uh so... My my analogy for Imhotek versus the Orcs is the Marvel su supervillain Taskmaster versus Deadpool. Oh, God. Too stupid to predict. Yes. Stupid and insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. Um, He's also... There's some other cool things about Imhotek. Uh, personally, my favorite one. He's one of the few beings in the galaxy that can control flayed ones. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, he um, lets them essentially uh, re-roll on their entry, and he can re 
he can make them really fuck shit up. He can order them around, uh, which is something very few, if any, other overlords can do. Pretty much the only other overlord capable of doing that kind of thing uh, is a guy who is the only not flayed one on a planet of flayed ones. Uh, to really get into that would be a whole other thing, but, uh, yeah. The Bone World is a cool concept, but kinda stupid when you think about like it. Like 40k. Why did... There you go. Um. So. That's Imhotek. And as cool as he is, and as badass as he is, none of the men we have just mentioned compares... To the motherfucker himself. <sighs> Alright, here we go. Here we go, into the meme zone. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the meme zone. Excellent. There is a motherfucker who goes by many names, mm -hmm. ranging from Bob the Builder, Nemesaur Zanpasta, mm -hmm. Vanguard O'Brien. Uh, wait... <laughs> Noctan the Diviner. Shasso uh -huh. Wiabu. Inquisitor Emperor of the Katechan. Anon Y Mouse. What? Ned Cron. <laughs> Sir Welland Dowd. <laughs> no. Master Thief. No. Skeletor. No. Zarn the Bee Trainer. Why? Big Bobby G. No. Not Omegon. <laughs> Spartacus. The Doctor. Alright. And Sister Superior Wendy. What? But really, his name is Trazen the Infinite. <laughs> Trazen is, and that was only a fraction of his name. Where did he get the those names? Trazen the Infinite is a motherfucker. He's uh -huh. also known as Trollzen the Tar Pit Breaker and Trashy the Incontinent, and what? he's often considered to be the most fun Overlord and or Faeron of the uh, Necron entirety. He's basically what you'd get if you combined Doctor Doom's infinite fucking Doom bots, a Tomb King, and also uh, the good old-fashioned Blood Ravens. Also the Terminator. The Blood mm -hmm. Ravens because he and the Blood Ravens like one thing more than anything else: stealing shit. Trazen the Infinite likens himself to a historian. He believes that, really, we should be making sure everything is safe, and that preferably in my collection of things. Remember that guy from Guardians of the Galaxy 1? Yeah. The Collector? Yeah. He's that guy. Oh. But also the Terminator. Oh. Uh, that. <laughs> but also Doctor Doom. But, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> they don't mix well. Things that, uh, we know for a fact Trazen has. The Wraithbone Choir of Alatnsar, which is, uh, basically, he's got a fuckload of Wraith Singers from Eldar, you know, 
Wraith singers are the things Eldar like to keep closest at hand because they're the only motherfuckers that can sing Wraithbone into existence, which is kind of a big deal. Wraithbone is the material all Eldar things are made out of. Eldar construct oh. uh, spaceships by singing. Fun fact. That's dumb. We'll get to it later. The preserved head of Sebastian Thor, who is a, a badass motherfucker, and also pretty important. Uh, the ossified husk of an enslaver, you know, psychic jellyfish. And, oh, I don't know, a suit of Baroque power armor complete with the space marine inside it, who's Wait. still alive. Wait. I wanted to say he had a space marine, but <laughs> I guess he does. Mm. From what chapter are they from? We're not sure. Some people believe it might be Vulcan? Most people Others? say it's a Custodes. Most people say it's a Custodes, because most people are lame. Um, uh, I think mm. it's actually Horus. What a fucking zing that would be. Uh... Point being, he likes to catalog everything. Also, he's called the Infinite because every time you think you killed him... Nah, it was a body double. Oh. On the, t on the tabletop, this plays out by essentially every time you kill Trazen, he takes over another nearby... Uh, excuse me. Lord, Lichguard, Cryptic, or Overlord. Oh. Just... You replace the model. And Trazen is actually that one! Gotcha, bitch! Gotcha. Uh, he also likes to laugh and run away whenever he gets does that thing. Uh, and is one of the few other people in the galaxy to have people yell out his name and get cut off at the end. The <laughs> other one, of course, being your friendly neighborhood, Lord Castellon Ursacar Creed. Mm. Um... He has dicked a lot of people over, ranging from taking the World Spirit Shrine uh, of an Exodite world, which kind of kills the world. Uh, he has killed five invading regiments of Catachans and turned them into miniatures, which is not a joke, he actually did that. Uh, he tried to take Imotech's staff once. He then got banned for from Imotech's homeworld for trying that, and he still comes by sometimes anyway, just to say hi. Uh, he has slapped Robot Girly Man on the ass and gotten away with it. That one may have been made up. Uh, nah. And all in all, he has really gotten some shit fucky. <laughs> He's also got a big old list of wants. Uh, it's very long, and includes anything from uh, a bloodthirster, Abaddon, uh, <laughs> Abaddon, Magnus the Red's favorite eye, the entire fortress of arrogance, possibly with Commissar Yarick still inside it, a, a calm uh, and rational world eater marine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, a matching pair of angry marine power feet. <laughs> Any 100% uh, reliable information about Alpha Legion. <laughs> at least one Jokero. Okay. A first edition copy uh, of the Codex Astartes with Robot <laughs> Gigatan's autograph on the dust jacket. Um. 
uh, a prison capable of holding Cypher, containing the man himself. Uh, I don't know who that is. A <laughs> little bit of foreshadowing here. A Death Corps of Creed gas mask, serial number 000000000000001. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a living astral knight. That one might be kind of hard. Nah. A photo of the Emperor as a boy. <laughs> a squat. Okay. Uh, a jar of scub. What's scub? Orc... <laughs> An actual orc sniper. A copy of Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Golden Throne. Uh huh. Enough Daka. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that one got me real bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, you get the point. <laughs> oh, enough blood for the blood god, and enough skulls for the skull throne. Uh -huh. Names, addresses, and personal phone numbers of the two unknown Primarchs. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> a video of Nemesaur Zandrek putting on glasses and realizing that he's now a skeleton robot and the other Necrons here are not what they seemed to be. Okay. The list goes yeah, on. Just we could be here all day. It's very, very funny. No, let's yes. do it. Uh, the point being, a he's Care Bear, a huge, yeah, <laughs> an original Care Bear. He's a, a nerd. Uh, he's a huge dweebus, and we love him. Fifteen the... Algonquin shamans. <laughs> yeah. The main thing I want to say about him is he also is one of those characters that thinks ahead. We'll talk about him when we do our, hey, real quick, here is the, what the current plot's like episode in probably a cycle. Uh, point being, he is he worked with Belsarius Call, head of the Adeptus Mechanicus, Robot Girly Man, and uh, Yvrain of the Eldar Ooh. At, the, at the fall of Cadia. He helped. He tried to make sure that Cadia didn't fall because he thought ahead about it. <laughs> he was like, oh man, I know this is gonna go bad. He, he yeah, tried. Yeah, like, he tried. <laughs> to the point where he even popped open his collection. Remember those earlier guys he turned into miniatures? Yeah. He put them back. Along with uh, about a company each of Blood Angels, Grey Knights, As uh, no, not Astral Knights. Um, too many guys <laughs> called It, it was the, the first founding legions pre-heresy. Yeah, he had some of every first founding legion, and he popped that can open and shook it out until it was empty, because he <laughs> wanted to make sure Acadia didn't fucking die. Mm -hmm. Plot twist, we'll get there. It did. Oh, yeah. it died uh, anyway. Cadia never fell, but the planet broke. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the the guard didn't fall, the planet broke. Yes. The point being, Trazen tried to help, because Trazen looks ahead. As does Belsarius. As does Yvrain. As does Robot Girly Man, and a few other select characters. Um, Eldrad being another one. These guys, uh, I consider kind of, in in many ways, I consider them to be the protagonists of the entirety of 40k. Mm -hmm. And Trazen, despite being a dick to a lot of people, is still one of those protagonists. Yeah, he's still uh, a main character. Very much so. 
And while he may be a, uh, creature spawned from, uh, the man, the myth, the heretic himself, Mr. Ward, he's still considered pretty fucking cool based on what everyone else did to him. There's a few other things Necrons have done throughout time and space, but those are all relatively minor battles compared to the motherfuckers we just named. There's also a fuckload more dynasties, and as we mentioned before, as that one listener who I'm forgetting who sent the letter in because I'm an asshole and I don't have all those letters in front of me, <laughs> uh, the fact that Necrons have characters now also lets you have your dudes air quote, your dudes, end quote. Mm -hmm. Um, and make your dudes have some fucking personality. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other cool shit I could go into that is mostly meme-based, <laughs> but I'll cover that when we actually cover memes. <laughs> no memes. Uh, yeah. Uh, memes. There are several Necron-based memes, because Necrons are, well, meme shits. Uh, They're cool. Especially Trazen. They're also cool. Uh, and God, do I miss pariahs. Um, Who? You want to talk about them real quick? Pariahs were an important thing in pre-5th edition, namely, Necron apparently weren't just Necron tier. They were, uh, continuously making new Necron. Mm-hmm. Which included kidnapping people and turning them into Necron. There are even, uh, it used to be even that other Necron, uh, certain Necron units were based off of other species getting Necroned. Oh, interesting. But in particular, the pariahs were humans who had the pariah gene that were captured by Necron and turned into their anti-psyker shock troops. These fuckers looked much more humanoid, like their faces were actually fairly human, and even because tragedy retained elements of their old personality. For example, the Necron campaign of Dawn the first Dawn of War, Dark Crusade, uh, was narrated by a pariah because they're the only people who would have had enough personality at the time, because this was pre-fifth, to do such a thing as narrate your game. They were pretty spooky! Um, and a really cool idea, but they got taken away because now that the rest of <coughs> our boys have personalities, we didn't really need, uh, the pariahs anymore. No. That, and they have other ways to deny the witch. No. So, <laughs> meh. That Rip. said, God, do I kind of miss them. Yeah, they're pretty uh, dope. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. In the arms of, of the Necron. Yep. We all went three different directions, and I'm happy with each of them. <sighs> oh, well. Rip pariahs. All right. Um, yeah, make sure to check out Grimdork's Pod on Twitter. Email us, grimdorkspod at gmail.com. And just for the record, usually I will post the image tweet about the day of 
that this thing gets released, so, you know, just wait a while and I'll give you your <laughs> dose of images if you want to know what all this shit looked like. It's true. Uh, and yeah. Do that. Follow us, please. <laughs> I want more people to follow the Twitter because I like talking about <laughs> it. I actually had a fan that I did not recognize follow the show Twitter, then follow my personal Twitter, and I was just yeah, like, I saw that what too. is it like having fans? Shout out to you. I'm sorry that I'm a disappointment as a human being, but like, thanks, I guess. I'm not. I hope my Twitter superseded your expectations spectacularly, because I'm the best. I'll supersede you, wait. <laughs> Anyway, for everyone, I'll suplex both of you. For anyone, do it. for everyone here at Grimdork Studios, I have been Imperator John. I've been. Hold on, I'm googling it. Uh, 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 Warlord Fuzzy. I've been uh, Autobot Braden. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Group Dorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.